0: Welcome back to awkward sex in the city thank you so much for coming back um my numbers have been amazing uh i really love it so keep listening uh the next person we have is uh karen Castilia, who i love to dance she's fucking hilarious an amazing person like all around in this episode we talk about her first tinder date with a grilled cheese guy uh you. um we talk about internet and tindering and like what it means now and like in our new like social media 24 7 news cycle talk about we talk about talking to your kids about sex the sex ed combo and how it's changing and how different it is and how a lot of times they actually know more than us now and we talk about women coming first and a lot of other things we also talk a little bit about uh, date rape and just like uh, rape is uh, mentioned just trigger warning just fyi and the next time to see Carolyn is April 30th at her show, Laying It Down with Carolyn and Shalewa at Madam X, which is a very sexy venue. And I hope you guys enjoy. I
1: think I'm a good kisser. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're a good kisser? I'm a really good kisser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's something I'm you know higher, about yeah. yourself, right? Um, yeah, you oh. can't pop up from my pussy and give me that pitch. That's not how it works. You know, when a guy just like manically won't stop talking? Mm-hmm. Just, like all the time. Yeah, just like, anyway, this is my mother, and my childhood, and this is sports, you know. and you're- <laughs> <laughs> Anything in particular you want to start with? Well, you know, I was thinking about all of these wild one-nighters that I've had. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, swiping culture right, it has led us kind of back to the one-nighter, right? Like, I don't know. 100%. Very few people are able to, like, find a lasting relationship from a right swipe, you know? Yeah. Um. So I remember when I first got on tinder a couple years ago was not by choice um my friend was tired of me being single and she just like grabbed my phone and built a profile for me and then she was like start swiping (laughs) look you match with someone already you know and i remember the very first guy that i matched with was like this gorgeous hot hunky guy and i just thought is it this easy holy shit (laughs) like i didn't know that most guys just swipe right on everyone Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't realize like, so i I got on Tinder that first time after my friend Marissa set up my profile. And uh, the first person that I actually like matched with to go on a date with, mm-hmm. um was this guy who, you know, he seemed interesting, and I think I was very naive at the time where I was like, <laughs> oh, you could like find a partner from this, you know, like because it it was the first foray I had had into this. And so I'm like, yeah, let's go on a date. And uh, we went to this bar by my house and we were talking and you know when a guy just, like, manically won't stop talking? mm mm-hmm. Like, all the time? Yeah, just like, anyway, this is my mother my childhood, and this is sports, you know? And you're, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, um, I'm here. <laughs> Did you want to ask me anything about yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, He didn't really ask me anything about me. Instead, he ordered two grilled cheese sandwiches. For himself? Two for himself and ate them both in front of me. And I stayed, you know, and this is how I know I have problems. I mean, I think I've grown past this point by now, but maybe not. You know what I mean? I'm not very good at looking at somebody who's being awkward in my intimate vicinity and going, why? 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 Why would you do this? And uh, I I just was, I just sat there aghast. And I, I just was like, I'm still on this date, I guess, you know? Uh-huh. And so then I said, well, why don't we go back to my house? And so we did. And we started kissing and it was fine. You know, I feel like... I don't know. I think I'm a good kisser. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're a good kisser? I'm a really good kisser. <laughs> it's something I'm you know fair. about yeah. yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so like when when men are not good kissers, I'm always like, what like what why how did this happen to you? It's
0: because someone in their past haven't told them the truth.
1: Is I that think what it I is? think it's, I
0: think dudes get a lot of passes on a lot of things when it comes to sex and when it comes to kissing and like intimacy. And so in my year of dick, that was a big thing to be like, don't do it like that. Do
1: it like this. You're yes. not doing it right. I think it's like
0: we have to get louder of like you're not doing this right.
1: Yeah. And learning how to I direct. I agree completely. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Anyway, you know who you are. Learn how to kiss. <laughs> and don't order three or two (laughs) grilled yeah 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 next time get a salad Um, (laughs) but so but it was okay you know what I mean it was like okay enough that you keep going right isn't that how you you evaluate a hookup as it unfolds like is this okay enough to keep going right but I think my problem is is that I have a very low standard for what's okay enough (laughs) to keep going so you know clothes start to come off and the sex stuff starts to happen Mm -hmm. and great job like goes down on me right away. Okay, good. like I feel that that's very essential and to any men who are listening who have male friends, like you guys need to start talking about this, okay? Mm-hmm, talk mm-hmm. about the wage gap, talk about your behavior, <laughs> and talk about eating pussy. Okay? It is essential. It is how women come. To me it is sex. I haven't had sex if you didn't eat me out and I don't come in your mouth. I'm, I yeah. can't believe I said that out loud for all of the internet forever. <laughs> But it's just true. Call me the new Dr. Ruth, because I think that this needs to be standard. It needs to be standard, and it needs to, uh,
0: there needs to be a um, switch on which orgasm is more important.
1: Hell yes. Okay, now we're talking. Let's talk about queendom. Let's talk about how women need to be revered. Let's talk about how actually, right, Mm -hmm. because you are the man, which means Typically, not in every situation, of course, but typically you are... Uh, physically larger you have maybe more strength more physical prowess right Mm -hmm. that's where the fear comes in from women because we're naked typically we're the ones laying down you're on top of us you could hurt us right Mm -hmm. this is the shit you guys need to start to get into your heads okay and I know you know it on a very surface level but you need to know it on a very deep level so that you can understand that your job actually as a sex partner is to take this woman not who's vulnerable in a shitty weak way but who has opened herself up to you literally and respect the fuck out of that mm. by treating her body like the fucking temple that it is pray to it make it quake and then you can come inside okay okay <laughs> That's very Natasha Leon there. <laughs> okay.
0: I also need, I wanna add too, if you come on us, if we don't want you to come inside of us, do not expect us to grab the paper towel.
1: Oh you fuck just you. Just
0: come on our stomach. I'm not moving until you grab me a paper towel. Yeah. And wipe it, wipe your own cum off of me. Yeah. Like I, there's so much etiquette that needs to be changed. And I'm I'm optimistic. I do think it is changing. And I do think people are getting louder about what they want, and it's becoming a much more open and accepted culture. We do have a long way to go, like a long way to go. But that's – like, it's so important. We just want men on their knees.
1: That's all we want. (laughs) So he was going down on me. And it was – Terrific. It was fantastic. I was I was into it. I was like, you know, starting to get lost in my fantasy, like you do. And uh, all of a sudden, his head pops up and goes, oh, man, this is so great. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, it's great, right? And he goes, the only thing that would make this better right now is if I had a dick to suck. <laughs> I mean... Guys, here's the thing. I'm all for your open sexuality. I'm all for like letting it all out. But I will never understand why men who are on one-nighters that are the result of a right swipe think that it's okay for them to just like lay out all their bullshit (laughs) the very first time. I'm like, don't you even want to impress me right now? Yeah. Don't you want this to be about me so that I want to do this with you again? And then maybe eventually I will get you that dick. You know what I mean? But like, not right now. Like you just made me feel like, I do feel like it doesn't even matter that I'm here yeah. because what you really want is a dick. So what are we doing? Yeah. And
0: that's the problem. It's it's exactly what you said. Like if you made this about me and made me feel comfortable and like that you cared that you would be totally open to a threesome with like two men and yourself or something like that. But when the information or the, um, the pitch, the initial pitch, the pitch. is like presented <laughs> while you're almost coming. Um, yeah, you well, can't
1: pop up from my pussy and give me that pitch. That's not how it works. Another
0: thing that's, that I think needs to be talked about, too, is the, at least for me, the amount of concentration that goes into orgasming. For
1: women, I know. Like, there's just like,
0: there's nothing, like, you just... I you know We need
1: to get lost in a fantasy, bro. If you forget (laughs) up, you're such an asshole. (laughs) And so I'm assuming you
0: didn't come,
1: right? No. I mean, at that point, I just was all I could think about was like Ah. what he really wanted and what I did not have, you know. And I I have done this as a stand-up bit where I go on and sort of explain my thought process. But it's like, you know, it just, it just I just wanna say to men, like. Not everything is about you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like and and recently I've been hearing the phrase um happy wife happy life again, like which is an old phrase, but I think it's so true. Cuz what it really means is if you put the woman's happiness first, uh-huh she will ensure yours. Yeah, you know. That's yeah. how we're built. We are women are socially oriented right Mm -hmm. like with each other Mm -hmm. and and we're built to take care of men too right we are very 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 nurturing like yeah so So it's like if you just put us first you're gonna reap such a great reward Mm -hmm. you know get your fucking ego out of the way you know because it's not about your ego like at all like it's
0: not so i do like most of the cooking um with me and aaron because, one, I'm just a better cook. And I care a little bit more about, like, what we eat in a lot of ways. Like, uh, like fast food is great. But I'm, like, I want to make sure, like, we're in our 30s. I want to make sure we're, like, taking care of our bodies. But, like, today I have, like, you know, it's my day off. I have two podcast recordings and then a show tonight. And so normally I would be freaking out. being like, what are we going to have for dinner? And it's, like, to be able to be, like, no, I'm just – I am going to put a frozen pizza in the oven. And we'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. And then he's going to come be my bartender for the show. Um, because. My priorities have to come first today. Totally. That I can't take care of him. I swear this will loop back around. But it's, yeah, it's back to, like, happy wife, like, happy partner. Take care of me. I will, like, I fucking made you pork tenderloin yesterday. You're getting frozen pizza today. And we're going to be happy about it. Yep. I feel like that doesn't... like it made more sense in my head before. I no, said but
1: that's it. It, that's exactly right. And I I forget who it is, but a woman recently wrote something about how, you know, she left her husband because he had such an expectation that she was going to cook these elaborate meals every single night, mm-hmm. because she was initially doing it out of joy, mm-hmm. right? But then they had kids, and then you know everybody's working, and he still expected that same level of like I would call it really, obedience from her, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you're cooking for me because I'm the man. It's like, no bitch, I was cooking for us because I liked it. Mm -hmm. But our lives don't allow for that anymore. And if you can't get your ego out of the way to see that, or maybe you should try providing some food.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I mean, I've had some breakdowns too. Where I've been like, I need you to cook. I'm so tired. I need you to cook. And sometimes he didn't register. I mean, ultimately he would. And I feel like I'm bashing Aaron and I love you. You know, I'm so grateful for you. Because um, he
1: listens to every episode. So he'll hear this. <laughs> I love when the podcast turns into, di- listen, baby, I love you. I'm sorry. I love you so much. I know I said your dick was weird looking, but it's just because <laughs> I look at it so much. I know exactly what it looks like in the sunlight. I love you.
0: That reminded me of like a like a like an interlude to a song like but baby,
1: <laughs> baby, you know baby. I love that weird bump in the middle of your dick. That's why I'm talking about it.
0: <laughs> but I go, it just goes back to um, and not to put like the onus on us like women, but to for us to be louder to be like I'm not happy, like I'm not because you're not yeah, doing it. yeah, tough. and you're I think I do enough. think like
1: with this collective Me Too movement, which has been such a fucking incredible joyous breakthrough Mm -hmm. that people are feeling strong enough now to go, you know what? I'm going to tell you that I'm not happy. I'm going to tell you what I need and I'm going to expect that you're not going to leave me over that. You're Mm -hmm. not going to abandon this relationship over that. I'm not going to feel guilty or bad or shameful because it's time. It's beyond time. And it's also important
0: for me at least to point out that like there are times that I still do feel guilty for asking for help or asking for uh, more, uh, within just the relationship in general. Uh, and so if anyone's feeling guilty as they do it, we all still feel that way. It's just a growing pain. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just, this is a new muscle that we're learning and we never really were taught this yet. And so it's like, you know, we're in this like brand new territory of like asking and expecting, um, And you know what? Maybe start little. My new thing, my favorite thing is to not move out of the way of men. And now, at first, like a year ago, like they would just hit you and now men say sorry to me (laughs) on like the subway platform. This one dude was like coming, he had his phone and he had like a suit and I was like, I'm not moving. I see you and I'm not moving. And he like finally, like last minute, looked up from his cell phone and was like, "Mm, mm, sorry. And like, like swerved around me and I was like that's right bitch like yeah Yeah. I say sorry I'm not moving like we're not moving for you anymore yeah you have to make room for us now yeah, totally. Yeah, did that guy ever try to like get back with he you? He
1: did. So, like, I also had a bad habit in in my early swiping years of like friending these guys on social media after no. having one nighters with them. Huge mistake! No. Please don't do that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I may be the only asshole who ever did that. <laughs> um, and like, you know, he would message me, and 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 I just was like, Ugh. but you know, I never said. I never told him why. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and I, because I didn't want—I don't want to shame him for his desire. That wasn't the issue.
0: Yeah, you know, it There's was
1: nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was like it's just he wasn't thinking about what it would do to me. Yeah, you know, and so, yeah, and I had a, I had another one nighter with a different guy, maybe like a year or two after this grilled cheese incident, and uh, <laughs> I friended him on social media too, and. I finally unfriended all these guys because I was like, "Why? I don't want to know what's going on in your life. You know what I mean? And it's like, why do you want to know what's going on in mine? That's what I think is more interesting. Yeah. You know, it's like, I find that men so often can't like bring themselves to the table because they don't even know who they are and what that would mean. Mm. But they want a piece of every woman they've ever touched, you know, and Mm. that really is an ownership thing. And it's like, Part of me just disconnecting from these people was like, no, you don't, you don't, it, you can keep that piece of me in your memory, of course. Yeah. It's like, you know, but it's like, you you don't get to like... I feel like you feel them energetically like looking at your accomplishments and being like, that's my girl. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, no. like
0: ever like any of your statuses or anything? Yeah. Oh, ew. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's like they feel entitled to you and there is a sense of control knowing. And I think a lot of it comes down to not only just entitlement but control. They have been given control for so long and so to not have that anymore. They're like these little like toddlers that are just like, mm, they want it. Like, yeah. and they're like, no, but it's not good for you.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing. I do have sympathy for them because I think they are just now beginning to understand, oh, I, I objectify every woman I've ever seen with my eyeballs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't understand it. They're just now figuring it out. So, you know, good luck, fellas. Yeah. We are <laughs> expecting a lot from you. <laughs> I do truly
0: feel like Generation Z, and then the one the, the generation coming now is smarter
1: than us. Like I, oh my god, my agree. daughter's so smart, mm-hmm. it's incredible. Oh yeah, well, and also here's what's interesting about the changes that are being shepherded in now. It's like I said to my daughter, I'm like, hey, you know, if you go to this high school, you know, you could go to this college. Maybe you could go to a women's college, and she was like, stop. <laughs> I don't want to go to a women's college. And I said, why? It's so great, it's so feminist. She was like. Excuse me, not everyone is a girl or a boy. What's wrong with you? Uh. (laughs) So it's like they're breaking down shit. Like the way that we're trying to like fix injustices, they're just like transcending it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like they they will save us. They I, hope from so. everything. I hope so. I hope so. I came well. home with a migraine last night and I also have anxiety. So of course I thought I was dying and you know, it's just me and my daughter in the house. So I was like, I might, I might be having a heart attack. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I know this happened once seven years ago. I'm really sorry. You don't have to deal with it. I just want to let you know, if I die, you have to call 911. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, and then she I was know. like, and she was like, and it's funny because so seven years ago, eight years ago, maybe same exact thing happened to me. I just didn't feel good. I was like, heart palpitation, sweaty, headache. I'm like, I think I'm having a heart attack, but then I'm like, I could totally not be having a heart attack. But what if I die? If I die, I'll fucking kill myself. You know what I'm saying? So I, <laughs> I have to like, I can't die on my kid. Right. So I called my, like one of my best friends from childhood, Cecilia, who still lives in the city with me. We grew up together and Anyway, she helped me go to Bellevue, right? Mm -hmm. And I walked into Bellevue like a crazy person. And I was like, um, excuse me. Um, I think I'm having a heart attack. (laughs) And this lovely nurse came over to me. Because there's a sign that says, go to triage if you think you're having a heart attack, right? So I very politely, excuse me. Um, And so she lays me down on the gurney and she starts ripping off the heart monitor things and laying them on my chest. And she goes, you drink a lot of coffee today, mommy. (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah. And so last night my daughter goes, how much coffee did you have today? And I said, well, I did drink bulletproof coffee, which, by the way, it's very strong. It's very strong. Yeah. So I don't know. So anyway, that is simply to say she's very smart Mm -hmm. and they're transcending gender. And I I, look, I try to have sex talks with her, too, because I was
0: just going to ask you if you have yet or if
1: she had the talk with you. (laughs) Oh, my God. If she knew the extent of how troubled I am in this department, (laughs) she probably would try to have the talk with me. She'd be like, listen, you need a new approach. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, I, I was recently telling her I was like you know, we had, you got to broach the subject slowly, right? So like age appropriate ways from the time that they're little, mm-hmm. right? Because that's actually what helps prevent kids from being uh, abused by strangers. Because if kids know about their bodies, they're more empowered to say no, right?
0: hundred yeah. percent. So that's
1: the whole reason why from the time they're like two, three years old, these are your privates, this is the name, this, you know, no one can touch this, blah, 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 all the way through. Okay. Now you got your period. Now we got to talk about sex, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so I had had kind of that initial, like, this is what sex is, this is how it works. You know, I hope you'll wait maybe till you're in college. (laughs) 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 But if you're interested in that in high school, please let me know. And I will, you know, help you get what you need. And, um, and then, You know, the most recent conversation was about the intimacy of it and the emotional intensity and like, you know, you release oxytocin when you have sex with someone and you bond with them. And that's how your heart can break because you've actually like chemically bonded with this person. And if you have heterosexual sex, you know, it's intent. There's like a penis going inside of your body, you know, and she was like, well, that's your experience. (laughs) that's been your experience
0: (laughs) and I was like
1: fuck I wanted to have her own goddamn talk show (laughs) I was like well I'm not saying it's intense for me I'm saying like that is that is an intense thing it 100% right yeah yeah so but it's just interesting the way that she feels very like I get it
0: (laughs) it's really interesting that you brought up like the intimacy too because my parents never did that like I mean, a part of the the reason this show is a thing was because my mom was very sex positive and very open about, like, female orgasms. And she was like, you need to have sex with more than one person. You need to do this and that. And it just seemed so normal to have that conversation. So when I found out, like, other friends, one, didn't have any of that information, or two, it was just a completely different uh, story they were given, was mind-blowing. But... I, because my mom was very, like, orgasms are important, your sexual health is important, I did not, oh, and she lied about birth control. She was like, birth control doesn't work. So I actually, Oh, Jesus. I actually, like, I didn't have sex until college because I was like, I'm not But see, it's pregnant. interesting
1: to hear you talk about what your mom said to you because I'm realizing I haven't mentioned birth control yet. Mm-hmm. I certainly haven't mentioned orgasm. <laughs> so maybe that's next, you know? And I feel like that's really, I really feel like women and, like,
0: Anyone that identifies as a lady needs to know, and no, and, and dudes, everyone needs to know that women also have sex for pleasure. Like, yeah. I think we're taught that you have sex and there's a baby. I think it needs to be like, no, 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 no. It also feels fucking great
1: when you do it right. Yeah.
0: And I think that is also very, very, very empowering when a, a, a girl is given that narrative really young to be like, oh. I have control of what I feel when I want to and I learn how to get there. But it was also because intimacy wasn't like brought up with me, I did not want to love the person that I had sex with for the first time and I Mm. made sure it wasn't someone that I loved because I didn't want to look back and be like, this is the person I had sex with for the first time and they broke my heart. I always wanted to be able to look back at it and be like, I had sex, it hurt because they popped my cherry, but then was great after that. Like I just want it to be an actual transaction rather than like this like relationship.
1: Well, and I'm also trying to talk to my daughter about sex in a way that's like I you haven't disclosed to me or maybe aren't even sure of your sexuality yet. Yeah. So I'm not going to assume that you're going to have sex with a boy. That's going to be your first Mm -hmm. time. You know what I mean? So it's like trying to kind of talk about it in this way. That's like, it's something you share with a person. Yeah. Right. Like, and no, the first person who told me that like sex was about like a partnership was my therapist (laughs) after I'd already had a kid and was divorced. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, these, these are conversations that never really happened. Right. Because we were living in that, um, you know, toxic masculinity That was telling us, no, sex is something a man takes from you, essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. You give sex to a man. He takes it from you.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of hearing virginity is a gift. Uh, And only for like. Right. Like that's bullshit i um this is so random and very embarrassing to admit but i'm gonna admit it i have started re-watching this show called make it or break it on hulu it's really bad it came out in the early like 2000s it's about female gymnastics and there is so much sl- slut shaming in it and there's a <gasps> whole episode about wait have you seen it all right there's a whole episode by what's Your face from full house um uh blonde um not the Olsen twins. She was the oldest, oldest sister. Yeah. Okay, so she's in it. Her brother in real life is a crazy like Christian dude. Kurt
1: Cameron. Yeah, yeah. it's the other
0: Cameron. What's her name? Uh, I don't know. Okay, cool. So it's
1: her. (laughs) And her character
0: is super Christian. She's 37. She's never had sex. And there's a whole episode that she gives a speech at a Valentine's mixer about why abstinence is the most powerful choice. And some of the girls have already had sex. And they're, like, they're supposed to be, like, on the Olympic team. Like, these are, like, just, like, supposed to be very powerful, strong women. Wow. And it's broken down to... So-and-so had sex. Lauren had sex. She's a fucking slut. Like, you'll never be able to get to do that, like, give that gift. And it's, like, disgusting how it's talked about. And I was talking to a friend at work about this, and he was like, well, the 2000s were awful to women. He was like low-rise uh, jeans, <laughs> g-string thongs, and nothing yeah. but slut shaming, and it like literally we talked about this two days ago, and my mind was blown because I forgot because that is the age that I was a teenager and I was I grew up in like that's the narrative yeah. that I heard from society, but not from my mom.
1: Like that's so interesting, yeah.
0: And then oh, go on, go on. Well, no, I was just gonna say
1: when I was a teenager, it was more like. The girls who weren't doing anything got called sluts. That was the that was the like hard part to understand. You know, they were like slut. It was just like an insult. You know what I mean? It wasn't even representative of anything. You know, you're like I, I'm only humping my teddy bear. You know, like yeah. which felt so good. <laughs> the hard noses. Yeah. My favorite thing is
0: now it does come up if I'm talking to a lady. A humping a teddy bear does come up in the episode.
1: Oh, yeah. because It is something that I don't think a lot of people admit that we did this. As oh, kids. my God. Yeah. I mean, that's sure. That's like your first entree into the world. Of, <laughs> you know, say, hey, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy, did you put that bow tie on for me? Mm.
0: Oh, it was that. And then when I got a little bit older, I would make my tie beanie babies have sex. Like there'd be like story narratives, yeah. and I'd get so turned on, and I I'd not understand. My neighbor had feeling. Barbies,
1: and they they would. They would have sex, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot
0: of like just like hitting, clink, them,
1: though, yeah, clanking <laughs> to, to <get laughs> them together. That was all it
0: was. It's it was probably very more lesbian sex than anything, you know. <laughs> but you just didn't realize you're like this, is like that's what you're taught. Like two people come together. This is two things coming together. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know what? It's. I mean, I do think we need to talk about it so much more in such a. It's great to talk about it in the context of comedy because sex is fucking it's such a like body nightmare, you know what I mean? Because it's like gross and liquids and fart sounds and a oh, sex you know is what disgusting. I mean? Yeah. So that I love that, but I think we also do need to talk about it in terms of like this is a partner activity. Yeah. Right? And this is like serious and you have to treat it seriously, you know?
0: Because your actions do affect the other person.
1: Yeah. Whether it's not wearing a
0: condom, um, ghosting them later. Yeah. If, if that's not what was in like your verbal contract in a way. Yeah. Things like that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like as, if you want to do a one night stand and that's what you guys have both consented to that's great and that's perfect but there's about it's about that communication that is well and then
1: imagine like a one night stand could actually be really fun and positive yeah you know what i mean if everybody was really coming at it from this informed you know place where it's like hey these are the risks these are the rewards you know we're coming to agreement, right? It's kind of it just reminds me of like jumping out of a plane with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know that person that you're jumping out of the plane with, you're just meeting them, but you're agreeing to this contract. These are the rules. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to keep everybody safe, and it's going to be a blast. One of the
0: things that got me really hooked on Aaron really quick was the first time we had sex, right before we had sex, like literally before like P in the V, he was like, I just want you to know. Um, I got tested three months ago after my last relationship, so I am all clear. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I got tested, too. Like, I didn't even think to say that out loud, to be like, yeah, Yeah. I'm good. I mean, and I was, like, on the pill. We were using condoms, but it was still, like, the fact that he was like, I just want you to know I'm good. I'm clean. Everything's cool. Because I also had an ex that um, we were, like, off and on, and he asked me if I was clean or not clean. That's not the right way to put it. And I had been tested since we had broken up. And I was like, yeah, I have. And then he texted uh, the girl that he had gotten back to with when we broke up and said that he was good. That he was, oh well. rather than not actually getting tested, he was just going off of my information. Yeah. Right. So it's like, that shit actually could really fuck someone up. Yeah, um, totally. Like, literally physically. And you're just like, I remember being like, how could you be so flippant about someone's sexual health like that? And Long story short, I stayed with this person for, like, probably a year after I broke up with it. But, like, that that wasn't enough to be like, oh, this is not a good person. They don't care about other people.
1: Well, and also people don't know how to talk about it. Like, I dated a guy who had herpes and, you know, he didn't tell me till, like, we were already, like, almost about to have sex. And then I was like, oh, I don't – I've never – I've not been confronted with this before. I don't know how to react, you know? And like, so then I was like, well, I need some time to figure out if this is like something that I want to do and I need to do some research about it. I didn't know anything about it, you know? And he was offended, you know? And it's like, look, I get it. I understand that's probably a hard thing to have to live with. You probably do face some rejection that's painful, but like, I was not rejecting him by any means. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that just it, it points back to the fact that like people often see sex as the end game, right? Like it's like it's yeah. not because if it was just about us getting to know each other, right? And seeing if we wanted to date, wanted to get into a relationship. Of course, sex is a part of that. But it's like the fact that like he wasn't going to get the sex when he wanted it potentially uh-huh. because of something that he was bringing to the table uh-huh. that made him mad because he felt entitled he was like i feel like a pariah you know and then i had to google that cuz i'd never <laughs> heard that word and so it was just like it was it was a lot and yeah. by the way this is a guy who had been publicly lauded for his feminism to your point so
0: um, i i remember i remember when i was dating um Before Aaron, I would get caught in like bad dates like this too, and I wouldn't leave even though I felt it. I was like, I don't want to be here, and it almost became like I was trying to make a point to this dude about how awful he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And like, by giving him your undivided attention. (laughs) Yeah, like in retrospect, like what the fuck was that reasoning? Yeah. Um, but I knew exactly that feeling where it's like I
1: don't want this. Well, it's the same. This is like a dramatic parallel, but it's the same as like when you're being ra- date raped, am I right ladies? You know that moment, right, where it's like, you know, they say it's fight, flight, or freeze, and people for a while were neglecting to bring up this freeze element, right? Uh-huh. And like if if you're in a sexual assault situation, you know, you free you don't you just don't do anything because you don't know what to do, mm-hmm. and you're afraid if you do something, you're not even registering this consciously. It's like this subconscious, unconscious thing where you're like, if I do something, you know, I'm going to be hurt even more. So let me just fucking tap out. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the same on a date. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, I'm just, this guy's just eating two grilled cheeses and I'm just (laughs) disassociating. I don't know how to process this. And he didn't even offer you a bite of his grilled cheese. I think he did offer me a bite. But at that point I was like, I... Didn't come here to, like, eat greasy food with you. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? We were at a bar. I did dress up. He dressed up, too. And uh, I think think one of the reasons why I'm 42 and still single is because I've never been very good at thinking about what do I want to get out of this experience? That's a hard question to ask. Right? What am I here for? I need women need to come in with an agenda, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you read those articles about women who are like, I went on 115 minute coffee dates and that's how I found my husband, you know? Like that's like, that's an agenda, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas I, I'm always like, let me see if he's cute and then I guess we have sex, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're
0: right though, it does have to be an agenda. Because I remember like after I broke up with like this awful dude, I, like, completely lost, like, myself. I lost, like, my love of my body and, like, my love for sex because of this man. And I was so, like, frazzled and, like, unsure. And so I gave myself – inadvertently I gave myself an agenda of um, what would later be called, like, my year of dick. (laughs) <laughs> where I just was like, I'm fucking everything that I can consensually. And I was very open and honest that I was like, I'm only using you for sex. I don't want a relationship. There will be other guys in the picture. You are totally allowed to have other women in the picture. I will text you only when, like, I'm in the mood or in your neighborhood. And I'm like, well, if I'm in my neighbor- in your neighborhood, then I probably am in the mood. Like, But nothing
1: more. But, and- you know, it's interesting to lay down that kind of agenda. Mm-hmm. Because we know in a city like New York where men don't really want to commit that they're going to be open to saying yes to that agenda, right? They're going to be like, oh, you just want my dick? Great. You know what I mean? Whereas if you imagine, right, walking into the world of New York City dating and being like, I only want to get married. Take this fucking (laughs) seriously. (laughs) (laughs) No
0: one would stay. Yeah, they'd be like, bye. I don't even think (laughs) I would stay if I walked into a date and they're like, I want to get married in six to eight years. I want two kids, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, and I'm gone?
1: like I'm leaving I I I don't want see isn't that odd that's odd I mean I'm not saying it's right or wrong I'm saying that's just odd that the idea we've gotten to a place societally where young people don't, don't even feel like they can openly admit mm-hmm. you know I'm looking for a partner to help me through life <laughs> yeah you know I think that's interesting I was talking about this last night after a show with some comics like you know this guy I know he was like, "Well, I'm never looking for a relationship. If it turns into one, fine." <laughs> I thought that's so weird to me. Like, I, that is- you know, and it's not that relationships are the answer, but it's just like just the the fact that it's like almost wrong to to want Partnership.
0: I wonder if our sample is skewed though when we're surrounded by people.
1: Well, I people. do think it's a city thing for I, sure. I do think
0: it is. And I wonder if it's specifically New York City to be like that too. Yeah. Especially with like millennials right now, speaking as a millennial, we have been taught like we've done everything wrong. You're never going to get what your parents had financially, relationship wise, children wise, even just like owning a fucking house. And that has forced like that narrative is like, at least for me, forced me to kind of be way more selfish in what I want.
1: That's really true. But I think, you know, people are afraid to connect now to oh 100%. Like i think there's something to that where it's like people are not only used to sort of performing on their own mm-hmm. in any aspect of life not mm-hmm. just performance but like you know just going solo and then it's like they become trepidatious about revealing themselves to other people oh 100 you know and that actually makes me sad i feel like you know this maybe i'm going to become one of those like listen we just need to have more cuddle parties people you know because like i think there's something to you know this lack of intimacy this lack of connection and it is driven by the social media era oh, you I'm know
0: 1000% like
1: there's no way around it like you can swipe for dick right <laughs> but you can't swipe for conversation you know or like uh, yeah or connection or, or courtship just... Right. Yeah. That's what's so interesting is that every time I was swiping and I will get back to grilled cheese boy, um, you know, it was like it was always about, <laughs> is this going to result in a P in my V? You yeah. know, it was never about like I never had any expectation that any of these men would want to court me. And that has to do, you know, as much with my own sense of self as it does with the society. So yeah. I think it's just really interesting the way that like swiping affects somebody like me. Right. Like I know like. Okay, like I'm chubby. Right. Like and I'm I'm cute and interesting looking, but I'm not like traditionally beautiful. You know what I mean? And so it's like you're coming into these interactions going, well, only a certain type of person is going to like me and only a certain type of person is going to want specific things from me. Right. So it's like Mm -hmm. some people, you know, just want to fuck you. You know what I mean? And they're fetishizing you as a bigger woman or They they don't see you as like actual relationship material, you know, and and that's true in the wider world, I guess. But I think like I just met a guy in real life after a show who's a friend of a friend who like asked to take me out and has like taken me out a couple of times in a group setting. And now we're going to go out together by ourselves. But like I don't feel like, oh, if I don't fuck you, you're going to stop being interested. You know, that's how me and Aaron met. We met after a show.
0: You was oh, in the yeah. audience. Yeah. No, like, same exact story. I, I'm all for IRL. I'm all for female comedians fucking their audience members, like dating their <laughs> audience members.
1: That's how we get paid.
0: That's
1: how we do it. Uh, well, if you enjoyed listening to me today, please come see my live show, Laying It Down with Carolyn and Shalewa, which is once a month at Madam X. Um, the next show will be April 30th. Yes, it's a very sexy venue. Um, so if you like Natalie's sex show, you'll love our show. It's in a red room and it's very swanky. And um, women come first. Yay!
0: Awesome. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I had a fucking blast. I, I know you did too because why? that's why you're still here. Please like, subscribe, review, tell your friends, and we'll be back in two weeks.